All right, Mr. Hustler, thank you again for coming onto the podcast. I'll be asking several questions, and then that'd be about it. Thanks so, for having uh, me, Aaron. Thank you. Uh, please state your profession. So my profession is history teacher mm-hmm. at Montclair Kimberly Academy. Mm-hmm. And before we start, actually, research shows that if an interviewee gets a piece of candy, they not only <laughs> perform better, but they're happy. And I definitely want you to be happy for the next 15 minutes. So oh, please, if this is this. a Russian candy. Beautifully wrapped. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. No problem, no problem. So what education do you have up to this point? So I went uh, to, my high school was in Wisconsin, and I graduated in 1980, and then I went to college at Davidson College in North Carolina and got my Bachelor of Arts in History and graduated in 1984, and then I got my master's degree from the New School for Social Research and Historical Studies, and I believe my graduation is 1992. I took many years to get it, so I'm not sure. Okay. Um, On a rough scale, how many hours of sleep do you get per night? I, just in thinking out loud, I get approximately six hours and 15 minutes. Are you happy with that amount? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you have time to spend with your family? I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. Most days. I mean, not all, but most mm-hmm. days. Uh, what, what would you say the personality one needs to be successful in this field? Does he need to be a people's person, an introvert, a little bit of both? Uh, I think in order to be good, a good teacher... You definitely have to like people. You don't have to be an introvert or an extrovert. There are plenty of teachers here at MKA who are introverts and some who are extroverts. So I don't think that's the limiting factor. I think your capacity to learn is really important and your capacity to be critical of yourself is really important. I see. Okay. What do you love about your job? I love that, well, it's changed over time. I will tell you this, some people, when they hear I'm a teacher, they go, oh, you must love the summer, you have long vacations, but that was never the reason why I went into teaching. I went into teaching because I love teaching. I love being with people and helping them learn things. But in addition, in the last probably 10 years, I think I would say that as you get older, you really start, you see your friends becoming cynical about the world. Like, the world is changing, they're not. And so they remember the world in the night, my friends in the 1970s and the 1980s, and gosh, kids, they're always on their phones and the millennials, and they become bitter and kind of hostile to the world. And so teaching allows you to see world through the eyes of young people. Mm-hmm. So you continually stay kind of current with what the world is doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's helpful. And then the other thing is students are hopeful. Especially, I mean, in, at least in, I find it in this school, you and, and other students, you're hopeful about the world. You're hopeful about your lives in the world. And that, I think, is important. There's mm-hmm. too many people who are, if you're in banking or business, you're very cynical about the world or very suspicious of anybody who's trying to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that. Does the young energy of the students impact you uh, oh, yeah. as a whole? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun to be around people who are excited or even, you know, obviously you guys are stressed around exams or you're stressed around big papers or things like that. But there's most of the time there's good energy. And okay. I feel like that's really important. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the best career decision you have made so far? Best career decision? I think actually uh, going to China and studying Taoism for me was really important because it helped me learn how to let go of my ego and and continue to learn, actually. And learning anything, I think, is important to be a good teacher. But the other thing is having a child I thought was really important like because uh, having my son helped me remind me of what it was like 
to have a child who's got a test in science and a paper in history and you know 100 pages of reading in English and how are they going to balance that and then they have a blow up and you ha- have to deal with yeah. that. So it's like a more personal connection on how yeah. you see it. Okay. So I thought he, he helped remind me of what it was like to be a student and that helped my teaching. If you were 16 years old today, knowing what you know now, what would be your top short-term goal and long-term goal? Hmm. Well, I had goals when I was 16, so I'm not sure if I should say different things than mm-hmm. that. Long-term goals, my my short-term goal at 16 probably would have been, I need to get out of the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It's too cold. There's too much <laughs> snow. I need to go somewhere warm. I really wanted to go somewhere warm, and I did. I ended up going to North Carolina. Um, long-term goal... I really didn't think long term when I was 16. Mm-hmm. I, I I think probably being in shape, working out, and going somewhere warm was my would be my short term goal. I see. Did you know at that age that you wanted to become a teacher, or no, did that come on later in life? I wanted to be a tennis pro at age 16. Oh, that's a, that's a big dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a failed dream. But it's, I think it's good to have dreams. I got to be a good tennis player. I didn't mm-hmm. get to be good enough. Do you still play? No, I haven't played in about seven or eight years, but. I played intensely for many years, decades, so mm-hmm. I could pick it up and play again, you know. I see. Uh, so we talk about reaching great heights, and being that you are a certified climbing guide in the state of New York, <laughs> yeah, right. um, I know you're brave because you work with teenagers, so what is one similarity do you see between rock climbing and working with teenagers? Um, hmm. I know this is a bit of an interesting twist, but... I, yeah, I like that. Well, I think being good at rock climbing for me meant having goals. So teaching students to have goals. Mm -hmm. And also, rock climbing is really about challenges. I mean, every single time you go out and rock climb, it's a challenge. Whether you can defy gravity and get up something that you think, or some people might say, is impossible. So teaching students about having goals and overcoming obstacles is definitely applicable from rock Mm -hmm. climbing. I mean, it helped me all the time with students. Yeah, I see see the strong correlation between the two. Um, How do you organize your time? Do you Uh, keep a planner? Do you write on the computer? Um, no, I don't. It probably would be helpful, but the way I approach the world and work and my life, I'm more of an intuitive person of mm-hmm. just like intuiting. I even don't wear a watch, as you can see. So I just kind of intuit, oh, I think it's been about this time. I probably should check a clock to see if I should go. And mm-hmm. and usually I'm right now. But my time is organized around meditation. Like I mm-hmm. meditate first thing in the morning. I meditate last thing at night. I try and meditate during the day. So it's kind of in segments of blocks of time. So for example, I don't eat breakfast, so I just, and then teaching, and then after teaching, I'll go and meditate when I get home, Mm -hmm. and then I might have dinner, and then I'll work, and then I'll, or do judo, and then I'll go to to meditate before I go to bed. Has meditation been present uh, throughout a long period of time in your life, or is it, have you picked it up uh, recently? Well, it depends on what you mean by a long period of time, but I've been meditating every day since 2007, mm-hmm. and I've been meditating two, or, meditating two or three times a day since 2013. But even when I was your age, I used to live on a farm in Wisconsin, and there was woods all around, and like when I was your age, I would still just go out and sit by myself in the woods. I just like watching stuff in the woods. And feel that peace. Yeah. yeah I think we need more of that in in school because I, I know a lot of kids are stressed nowadays and my grandma does yeah. meditation and she's oh, always yeah. pushing me to do it so like even this morning i was walking in and there was literally a fawn sitting in the back hill just sitting wow. by itself and yeah. a couple of days ago there was a hawk just sitting up in a tree and so just noticing those moments i think mm-hmm. is part of the day of like enjoying some things i see what do you like most about your work 
I like that I'm dealing with people. I'll definitely like that. I like that I get to talk about history and we get to talk about current events and we're talking about the world and how people interact and I get to show you fun things that make you outraged or make you interested or intrigued about yourself or about the world. I kind mm -hmm. of like that. You know, when we talk about Karl Marx, for example, yeah. and have debates about, well, what is class consciousness and, and is it right to be that the is, you know, is, are the rich really oppressing the poor? Is it the poor's fall? You know, things like that. Just debating things, that's, it's kind of fun. And hopefully there's not too many of these, but what do you like least about your work? Uh, probably, you know, I think it's really important, but grading papers can be exhausting. Oh, and sure. So I would say, I know it's really valuable, but it's, it's exhausting. Especially when you have 50, 60. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. What kind of problems do you deal with on a regular basis? So... In terms of problem solving, what am I problem solving? Well, every day I'm, I've got to come in and read what go, is going on in my class in terms of the people who are in there. Mm -hmm. So for example, what's a bad day? Or it's the end of the day and what's the energy level like and where are people directed and what's gonna be the key to help them keep, be focused in class or be interested in class? Or maybe it's just, it's not gonna happen and recognizing that but designing lesson plans that will appeal to you, um, designing activities that will help you get the material. Those are the regular problem solving. And then things like, what's the best test to assess it? And how, is this test hard enough? Is it too hard? And figuring those things out. Those are the regular problems to solve. Okay. And um, if you had a magic wand, which allowed you to make all teenagers listen to you, um, <laughs> what would be your words of wisdom for them right now? Uh, you know, I can I revise that question? Yes, yes, of course. Okay, so I don't think I'd use the magic wand because I what I've learned is that, like, I could give you the greatest wisdom in the world, and if you're not ready to hear it, it doesn't matter. And so forcing you to take it, I think, is not it's not right. But if I I said something to you that made sense to you in ten years, that's mm -hmm. then the job is still done. I just mm -hmm. didn't know about it. Like you might say to me, oh, Mr. Hessler, this year you said something that was really wise. Thank you. But there might be another student who said to themselves in 10 years, oh, that was that was a really important wisdom. Or they might even say, oh, then I've never thought of this before. And they think they developed it on their own, but I laid the seeds for it. And I don't care how they come to the wisdom. What's important is that you, you come to a life that's happy or good and that you have some wisdom. That's okay. what's important. And to sum this all up, last question, if you could do it all over again, would you choose the same path for yourself? And if not, what would you change? The only thing I think I'd change is I think I'd study Chinese earlier, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in college, uh, but I wouldn't have been on the same path. So I, I hesitate to change anything because mm -hmm. I'm happy where I am and I'm happy with with what I did in my life. so That's the most important thing. Yeah. All right, thank you, Mr. Hessler, again. And, and thank you for the chocolate. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I hope you like the Russian candy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, have a great day. See, see you next week. All right. Thanks, Eric.